At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Hey there, you're listening to the Lazy Genius Podcast. I'm Kendra Adachi, and I'm here to help you be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. Today is episode 284, How to Lazy Genius Email. Oh man, have we been waiting a long time for this one? This is a highly requested topic, and I am very excited for us to walk through how to make email inboxes more manageable and less stressful. So here's how this is going to work. Whenever we lazy genius something, we always want to start with what matters, right? And we're still going to do that. We're still going to do that today. I also think it's super helpful to walk through the five steps to lazy genius anything. Those five steps were originally explained and applied to the kitchen in my book, The Lazy Genius Kitchen. It is a manual for living in the kitchen, but it's also a manual for living your life because those five steps, they work just about everywhere. So if you have not tried that book, I encourage you to. It's also super pretty. Um, But I'm going to encourage you to apply the five steps on your own if going through the full process feels extra helpful to this. But in this episode, just to keep it simple, I'm going to share a list of likely priorities that you might have about your email inbox and then share a few ideas that can make it work better for you. We are going to apply just a handful of lazy genius principles here and there, and hopefully that will come fairly close to solving your frustrations or at least prime the pump as you get more specific in applying the five steps to your own situation after you listen. So let's jump into lazy geniusing email. When I listed out all the things that could matter about email, the list was actually pretty short. I was surprised. Now, obviously I am one person with one set of experiences and I cannot name every priority here. I'm sure I'm going to miss something. But I do think a majority of you will resonate with one of these priorities. Tending to email quickly or thinking about it like uh, no red numbers, no numbers, no notification numbers. Organization or being able to find what you need when you need it. Boundaries and quality of life or just being less annoyed with email in general, right? So tending to email quickly, organization, boundaries, and quality of life. First, let's talk about tending to email quickly or having no red numbers, no red numbers. So last night I looked at my husband's phone and I saw the red number 642 on his email app and I almost vomited on my new couch. I was like, listen, listen, this is not a new situation, by the way, nor is my reaction surprising. You know, his phone is always like that. It always looks like that. And I'm always appalled by it. I am a no red number person, like on everything. I'm almost an inbox zero person, like where I don't want anything in there. 
That is my priority. I value a quiet email inbox. My husband does not. And that is okay. So before we get too far into anything, it's okay if you have different priorities than other people do. You don't have to put your priorities on them, just like they don't have to put their priorities on you. You can be an inbox zero person without being uptight and someone else, like my husband, can have a huge red number on their app and it doesn't make them an unorganized troll, you know? We're all just people living based on what matters to us and that is good. That is good. One other thing I forgot to mention, actually, as we walk through these priorities, you might have one priority for your work email and a different priority for your personal email. That is totally normal. And that actually might be why you want to prioritize boundaries because you have to be at work with your email in one way and you don't really want to be that way at home, right? So just pay attention to that distinction. If you're feeling a little conflict about like, what is my priority? It may be that you're approaching work and email, work and home email differently. So just pay attention to that if it's there. Okay, so inbox zero people, no red number people, tending to email quickly people, ready? A great principle to start with when it comes to efficient email practices, which that's really what this is about, is put everything in its place. One of the reasons we can struggle with efficiency and tending to our email is that everything has a similar sense of urgency. So if an email is unread, if that red number goes up a tick, you know, it carries urgency simply because our priority is to get rid of that red number or that unread email as soon as possible. We are we're kind of held hostage by our desire to reduce that email clutter. So one of the best ways to fulfill that desire without being totally attached at the hip with your inbox and like responding to every email as it comes in is to put everything in its place. Now, what do I mean by everything? There are a few everythings in this scenario. One, let's put the urgency in its place. There have been seasons in my life where seeing unread emails created almost like a tick in my body. It's like I could not function without that inbox being clear. Now, if you resonate with that, you might have a similar energy in your home with your stuff. You cannot rest unless things are put away. Now, one way that our stuff differs from our email is that our stuff, it can be put away. And then unless we have small children or pets or something that just keep dragging stuff out again, once we tidy and rest in a space, it'll stay tidy for a little bit. Now with email, we do not have that luxury. It's just going to keep coming, right? So we need to put the urgency that we feel in its proper place. So I want you to listen to me, no red number friends. You ready? You can have unread emails. You can have the red number on your app. You do not have to swing to the other side of where you are and like never delete anything again. That's not what I'm saying. But a lot of times our grip on something like email is really a grip on control. It's wanting things to fall in line and be a certain way. And you just do not have to be at the mercy of the urgency of email, especially self-inflicted urgency. It's going to keep coming no matter what you do. So practice putting that attempt to control in its place. Now, if you do love being a no red numbers person and you practically want some tips on how to do that, here are just a couple. First, put a response time in place. Maybe while your kid is taking a bath 
or while you're stuck in traffic or on the train on your way home from work or you're sitting in the parking lot waiting for your grocery pickup. You can carve out a short window of time, just a few minutes, where you go through and you do like a first pass of your email and you delete or archive what's no longer relevant, okay? Now for emails that require a response, but a quick one that doesn't require like extra information or energy, you can respond and archive those too. But recognize that there are emails that you'll need to come back to, right? That's part of the problem. Not everything can be answered or managed in the Walmart parking lot. Some things need more time, which leads me to the second tip. If, if I read an email that requires more than I'm able to give it in that moment, I go back and mark it unread again. Then I plan a time to respond. But using some kind of visual, whether it's, you know, leaving the message unread or using a star or a flag or a folder to create a place for a certain kind of email that requires a certain amount of energy and then creating a place in your day to deal with it is just a really great use of that principle of putting everything in its place. So that's the first priority. No red numbers, tending to things quickly, right? put everything in its place. The second priority that we can consider is the priority of organization or finding what you need when you need it. Now you can super dupe, apply, put everything in its place to this one as well. But for me, this is where I apply the principle of decide once. And you know what I've decided? Use Gmail. Why? Why is that? This is just for me. I'm not saying you should do that. I'm just saying this is for me. Because Gmail's search function is out of bounds. And as long as I archive instead of deleting things that could be important later, I can find anything at any time. I tried folders. I've tried color coding things for a long time. I tried tags and labels, but those things did not work for me. That system was too big and too clunky. Instead, I would just find myself like saying out loud to no one, where's that email from Lisa about the contract? And then I just search the words Lisa contract and I get the email. I think with email, we can sometimes think that they're needs to be like a sophisticated organizational approach. And there is a place for that. There absolutely is. Your job, it might require folders and flags and colors, and I'm all for that. I'm just speaking to the people who think that that is the only way to be organized. You can let your email platform do the organizing for you by just using the search function and letting them find where the email is instead of remembering what folder you put it in or what tag you gave it. Does that make sense? Now, another way of looking at organizing your email and finding what you need when you need it is it's almost the same concept as the episode about organizing paper. The helpful way to lazy genius paper is by thinking of your paper storage in zones, okay? You have zones or places for different kinds of paper or more specifically papers with different urgencies, okay? Now with paper, you cannot have one giant basket of papers of varying urgencies or else you're going to miss something or lose something or forget to pay a bill or, you know, go to a wedding or something like that. So papers, and in this case emails, that need more immediate attention, they need a smaller, more obvious zone, okay? For paper bills, and this is all in the episode about organizing paper, for me it's a small basket by my keys, okay? Okay. It's one small place for things that are more urgent. I don't have to sift through everything to find it, right? Now for email, like I said already, it's leaving just a handful of emails unread so that I can see what requires my attention, you know, something similar. The same is true for things that don't require immediate attention or urgency. They need a place too. Now that basket or zone 
It can be much larger for paper and email because there's no urgency attached to it, right? You just get to it when you get to it or you find what you need when it's necessary. But what's great about an email inbox compared to a basket of actual paper that you have to sort through is that you don't have to sort through email. It does it for you. Your email inbox, it's like that giant basket of paper, but with an intelligent filing system that you can't see. So whenever you need to find something, you just type in the word and like poof, it appears. Now, sometimes it appears along with two dozen other possibilities. So because of this, I always delete what really doesn't matter. And then I archive what might. That way, when I search, there are fewer results to choose from since truly unessential things have already been deleted completely, right? We'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. I've been lazy geniusing things for a lot of years now, but one thing that's at the root of almost every challenge we solve is a desire for more time. We want to get out the door in the morning, get dinner on the table, get all of our tasks done quickly so we have more time. The question is, time for what? The best way to add more time into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. For me, therapy helped me uncover what matters to me, the things I want to spend my time on so I can feel like myself more often. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash TheLazyGenius today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash TheLazyGenius. This episode is brought to you by Rosetta Stone. Last year, Kaz and I went to Italy and holy moly, what a trip. The museums, the food, the culture. At least once a week, I still think about the gelato. One thing that would have been nice, though, is to know actual Italian. We used translation apps and we made it work, but I love that I can start learning new languages for future trips now with Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program with 25 languages to choose from. I can learn on the go with downloadable offline lessons in the app or at my desktop. My favorite feature, though, is true accent, which gives me feedback on how well I'm pronouncing words as I'm learning them. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Lazy Genius podcast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com genius. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com genius today. This episode is sponsored by Pros. I started using Pros because of a podcast ad over three years ago, and my hair has never been happier. Your hair and skin can sway your mood, they can impact your days in ways that you cannot underestimate. That's why Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. From millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely yours or mine. I love my Made for Kendra shampoo and conditioner formulas more than 
any other products I've ever tried on my hair. With Pros, it's easier to care for my hair and feel confident in how it looks daily. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin that they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash lazy genius. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash lazy genius. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash lazy genius. This episode is sponsored by Wayfair. I love being home, especially now that my home reflects my style. No matter your style, Wayfair is your go-to destination for home decor. The Waberhood exists in every zip code because Wayfair helps everyone create a home they love and makes it easy with fast and free shipping. We just hung the Sabine metal curved oval mirror in our dining room, and it's like the room took a deep breath and suddenly feels like itself. To find your own happy place in the Waberhood, just visit Wayfair on their website or through the Wayfair mobile app. Wayfair, every style, every home. Third, let's talk about boundaries. You might value boundaries as the highest priority for email because you have to be on email a lot for work and you don't want to bring that home, like physically or mentally. So maybe you have a boss or a team at work that has different personal boundaries around email than you do, and you kind of have to fight against the pattern that they've set, uh, that anyone can email anyone at any time and expect a response. So sometimes we create boundaries against our own decisions, and sometimes they are for someone else's decisions. In both cases, I think this is the hardest priority to consistently handle with kindness and consistency. If we have email boundaries for our own personal habits, it's really easy to beat ourselves up when we do not align with what we wish we were doing. Shaming ourselves is always right there. It's always a breath away. And if we are creating boundaries because other people in our lives don't have boundaries, that's a whole relational can of worms that can also be hard to navigate, especially if it's happening at your job and you need your job to pay your bills. So enlisting this priority with the others, boundaries, I'm I'm actually not really giving it equal weight. I want to acknowledge boundaries are hard. So if that's what you're personally struggling with when it comes to email, I'm really sorry about that. It's tough. It is. But let's see if we can't do something to make it just a tiny, tiny bit easier. Now, for some of you, urgency is part of your job, okay? Emails, how your company communicates, and so everything is kind of urgent. It is hard to get rid of company culture, you know? However, you could, in certain scenarios, you could talk with your supervisor about expectations around email. You could create an auto response that you turn on during certain hours of the day that says, you know, when you'll be back in your inbox, You could always keep it in your email signature, you know, like when you respond to emails. You can remove your work email from your phone when you are not at work so you won't check it and, you know, therefore be tempted to just answer this one real quick email at nine o'clock at night. But see, because what happens when you do that is your coworker gets that email and responds back and now you're at work again, you know? So basically just try and pay attention to the times that you engage in your work email just this one time real quick, you know, pay attention to that because those one times they add up to a person who slowly gets burnt out by their job, okay? Now what about personal boundaries? The internet and our phones, they have programmed our brains into thinking that we need to know what we're missing at every moment, you know, at every stoplight, at every spare bit of silence. And 
even though this is a community that does tend to have, from what you tell me, like a decent relationship with the internet, and that is a very possible thing, right? It does take a lot of work and intention to break free of that. It does. So personal boundaries are not easy either. There are a lot of things built into a lot of our smartphones that can help with that, like downtime or time limits on apps um, or certain, <laughs> there are certain things. It's just like they give you like a, a cute little slap on your wrist if you try to open a certain app outside of a designated time. Now I have downtime set on my phone and here's what I've learned about that. If I set a downtime or a limit just to hit the buttons that override the limit, it's not doing anything for me. If I set the limit and I don't consistently honor the limit, what's the point of even setting the limit? So if you create some kind of personal boundary around your email and that matters to you, I want you to practice honoring that limit. This is not a shaming thing, but practice honoring the limit. Otherwise, the visual of the limit that the phone creates for you, it's just not going to mean anything. Most things that are urgent, they're probably not coming through your email anyway, and they can wait until tomorrow. I know it doesn't seem like that. It also doesn't seem like checking your email at night a few times is a big deal. And for some of you, it might not be. It actually might not be. Like if boundaries are not your priority, this is not a big deal. But if it is a bigger deal, if it does matter, if it genuinely feels important to you, I'm here to tell you that those quick checks here and there at the expense of your boundaries, it does cause harm. Not like emotional harm or, you know, you don't have to bring it to your therapist next week, but that constant ignoring of your boundaries it harms your boundaries themselves. So one final idea um, for boundaries is to turn off your notifications. I only get notifications for texts, phone calls, Voxer, and weirdly Netflix. Like literally my phone, it's next to me and it just popped up with an alert for Netflix to let me know that uh, Dairy Girl season three is now on Netflix. And you know what I'm going to stop and do right now? Like I'm going to turn off as I'm typing this out, I'm going to turn off those Netflix notifications. I had them on I think when I was waiting for Stranger Things or something. <laughs> but those alerts are not worth the exchange of my attention that is required. So I'm going to turn them off. Now you get to decide what your notification situation is. It might not bother you in the slightest. But I'm here to tell you that a great way to set good boundaries with your email inbox is to not see each and every email on your home screen. Set a time to check your inbox instead. And only do that if the energy is available to you to triage those emails and put them in their place, right? Responding to each ping, it is a recipe for hating your email. And then finally, the priority of your quality of life slash like we just want to be less annoyed around email. This is one of the simplest ideas, simplest, simplest, but the number of messages that I get daily about simple ideas that I've shared here that people like just forgot existed, it's very high, right? So here we go with the simplest of ideas. This is your tip for being less annoyed by your email. Get fewer emails. Google does this thing where it will sometimes like offer a prompt in my Gmail app that says something like, hey, you haven't opened an email from Land's End in a while. Would you like to unsubscribe? And I almost always say, yes, please do that for me, Google. Thank you so much. And then it does. I also enjoy the natural division that Gmail creates with a promotions folder and a social folder and then my primary folder, right? Almost always the real emails that I actually need, they do go to my primary folder. But if you are annoyed 
by all the pings, turn off your email notifications. And if you'd like a world with less emails, subscribe to fewer emails. Now you don't have to do it all at once. In fact, I highly recommend you do not do that. That's like big black trash bag energy and it's not necessary. But when you get a new email and you see who it's from and you sigh or you roll your eyes or you get annoyed, I want you to scroll to the bottom of that email and unsubscribe. Just do it right then for that one email. It'll maybe take 10 seconds and then you're free of that one, right? Start small. You do not owe anyone your email address. You don't. Okay, so as a wrap up, remember that a big system, it's not the answer here. I actually started to create the episode with a big system and it wasn't working. It wasn't working. So that means it's not gonna work in real life either. If we can't make it an episode, it's not gonna work in your real life. So here's what I want you to do. Ask yourself, what is the thing about your email that gets on your nerves the most? That's gonna help you see what matters the most. Then try one simple thing to make that a little bit better. Start small. Maybe there's an idea from this episode that will help. Or maybe something that you heard inspired a different idea. I also realize that one idea is not going to change everything. You know, that's usually not a thing. But if you try one small thing, and then another small thing, and then another one after that a little bit later, you slowly create a relationship with email that does work for you. It does become a system that works. You just don't build the system all at once from the beginning. So maybe stop seeking after the big system and instead start small with one idea at a time that matches what matters to you. Now, if you would like to create a more extensive approach, you know, if that just is, it's a huge, it's a huge trouble spot for you, your email, you can try applying the five steps to lazy geniusing anything to your email. Number one, prioritize or name what matters. Number two, essentialize or get rid of what's in the way. Three, organize or put everything in its place. Four, personalize or feel like yourself. And five, systemize or stay in a flow. Remember, all of those steps are used often in these podcast episodes, but they are all in the greatest detail in my book, The Lazy Genius Kitchen. Okay, before we go, let's celebrate the Lazy Genius of the Week. This week, it's Christy Pino, who shared a tip that I think we all might enjoy using as we get into uh, November and closer to the gift-giving holidays. Christy wrote, I use an app called Santa's Bag to track my holiday gifts. You can set a budget for the season or for individual recipients. You can manage ideas you have for people, where you purchased a gift from, and even where you stashed the gift, especially helpful if you are someone who hides gifts from your kids and then can't remember where you put them. I've used it for several years and it definitely reduces my holiday stress. Listen, anything that can reduce holiday stress sounds like an excellent, excellent plan. Um, I looked at this app and I promptly downloaded it. It seems really great. So check it out if you need a gift giving resource. Another holiday season resource that you might want to consider if you haven't yet is the Holiday Docket. The Holiday Docket is a Lazy Genius product. It is available in our digital store and it is a path to help you celebrate this busy season well. It is our best selling thing we've ever made by a significant margin. And people say it not only makes their holidays less stressful, but actually more fun and focused on what matters. It is very thorough. It is a process that you go through. It's really fun. It has undated calendars. So you can buy it once and reuse it year after year, just print it out each year. As she does every week, so, so kindly, Leah will put a link to that in the show notes so you can check it out. And for the gift giving part, maybe you can follow Christy's advice and try Santa's bag. It's got a lot of reviews. 
really does seem awesome. I especially love the part where you can put where you stored something because I always forget my hiding spots. Like truly, multiple years, I just found gifts like in March that I didn't know where they were, they were there. Like no more, we're not doing that anymore. So thanks for the tip, Christy, and for being the lazy genius of the week. All right, y'all, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. I'm Kendra. I'll see you next week. When I started the Lazy Genius Collective, I knew I needed an online platform that could keep up with my ideas. I chose Squarespace for its flexibility and user-friendly features in 2015, and I'm thrilled to continue to partner with them today. Squarespace is made with entrepreneurs and content creators in mind. Every time I've had a new idea, Squarespace has helped me bring it to life and made it easy behind the scenes. And they're still finding new ways to serve their customers well, including the newest feature, Squarespace Courses. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own online courses, create educational content your audience will love, tailor your course with the powerful built-in Fluid Engine Editor, set the price, and you're in business. Turn your creativity into income with Squarespace Courses. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to www.squarespace.com slash lazy genius to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash lazy genius.